Want to discover how much money your email marketing can actually bring you? If that's the case, let our team of email marketing experts show you how. With our free email marketing audit, we'll conduct a comprehensive analysis of your email marketing efforts, provide you with action plan, and show you how to effectively segment and convert your audience. Simply go to flowium.com slash audit and book your audit today. Welcome to Email Einstein, a podcast by Floium. It's time to start honoring your inner marketing Einstein. Tune in for the data-driven tips that'll make you a marketing genius. Here, you'll find email marketing formulas and tips straight from the brilliant mad scientists at Floium. It's time for your emails to start earning more money. It's time to unleash your Einstein. Hello, hello, everyone, and welcome to Email Einstein, the podcast by Floium. I'm your host, Vera Sadlak. I'm a marketeer at an agency called Floium. And here at Floium, we are very passionate about email marketing and e-commerce. And because we love what we do, we want to share our insights with you. And today, we will have a very special guest and a very special topic. When we are recording this podcast, full disclosure, it's still like November 17th, but when you guys will be listening this uh, to this podcast, the Black Friday, Cyber Monday will be over, and probably you will enter that period of like holiday sales that will be followed by a bit of a slowdown in the industry. And this year, with like record inflation, high gas prices, and, and still like some pandemic effects, supply chain issues. There's no doubt that this holiday season might be a bit different from what we experienced over the last few years, but it only means that it will be very important and very crucial for the brands to adjust for the reality of 2020 and improve their customer experience, improve their holiday promotions. And I mean, Probably like nothing beats the effectiveness of a good image and a good influencer marketing. Um, that's why I'm like super excited about our guest today. And that's exactly what we will be talking uh, today, uh, what we will be discussing today with Brian Petraka from Holly. Say hi, Brian. Hey, Vera. It's great to uh, be here. and I'm excited to uh, speak to you further about the topics. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. For those of you guys who don't know, um, Ryan is a director of people and operation at Kali. And for those who don't know what Kali is, Kali is a pretty much like a marketplace of added creators that help you generate and test some custom user-generated content. And recently, they also launched one more very like exciting tool or platform that we will be discussing today. But before we go there, Brian, we want to get to know you better. Um, and we have this little this or that questions, like a blitz Q&A, just like to get to know you better before we go into all of our juicy e-commerce questions. Great. Can't wait to get started with it. Let's do this. Okay, Brian, shopping online or shopping offline? Almost exclusively online. Yay. Yeah, you're you're our type of <laughs> type of customer. hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. Uh Christmas tree before or after Thanksgiving? I live on a fifth floor walk up, so I actually will not bother getting a Christmas tree. But Aww. it is uh, usually a tradition with me and my mom. We'll go after Thanksgiving to get one on either the Friday or Saturday after Thanksgiving. 
Oh, how American of you. I already have my <laughs> Christmas tree up in Canada, like November 1st. That's like the day when you put your Christmas tree up. Yeah, okay. I, perfect. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, TikTok or Instagram? Instagram. I uh, I haven't quite gotten on the trend of any of the dances that TikTok uh, has been encouraging the last couple of years <laughs> since the pandemic started. But yeah, I'm a little more old school with, with Instagram now. <laughs> okay. Uh, sorting by price or sorting by rating? Oh, I think I'll, I'll, I'll have to go rating there. Uh, for, for the best product, sometimes you have to pay a little more for it. That's true. That's true. I'm the same. Okay. Email or SMS? Email. Yay. Yay. I'm the same. <laughs> I mean, I, I love SMS as a consumer. Sometimes if that's the brand that I like follow and I want to hear from, mm -hmm. but sometimes it feels a bit, a bit intrusive, you know, but yeah, yeah. I, I couldn't agree more. I, I think there's a time and place for it in SMS, but, uh, I, I like, I like kind of being able to separate some of my personal SMS messages and, and, uh, I message from more, uh, consumer or work facing email. Right. Right. Okay. The last one, I'm kind of curious to hear your um, answer. So, Brian, if you had a theme song playing every time you entered the room, um, what would it be? Oh, wow. That's really tough. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I am a massive Mets fan. And for the last year, they have had a closer named Edwin Diaz. And every time he comes into the stadium, they play a uh, song by Timmy Trumpets. And I, I'm going to have to just kind of copy him because it really gets the entire stadium going every time. And I like to think that whenever I walk into a room, everyone's a little bit more excited and uh, is ready to have a little bit more fun. That's a good one. That's a good <laughs> one. I wish we had some sort of like music here, but you can just like <laughs> imagine us playing the music on the background. Okay, cool. So let's discuss some juicy e-commerce stuff. Uh, but well, before we go it. there, before we go there, Brian, um, tell our listeners what is Kali and what you guys do and who's it for? Yeah, uh, great, great first question. So Kali, we've been around for about six years. I was one of the first uh, employees after our uh, two founders started the company about six or seven years ago. It really started as a marketplace for brands to connect with content creators. And mm -hmm. especially early on, the focus was micro-influencers. How can we create user-generated content that will have a little bit more control over the curation of those assets and really just being able to do so in a really affordable way, a little bit more of a streamlined way? There's a lot more that I'm sure we'll get into, but as we've grown over the last few years, we've really become a content creation platform that is a lot broader than that, really working with our customers to generate everything from user-generated content to professional photography, to text reviews, to video, to TikTok or Instagram influencer content, um, mm -hmm. you name it, we can help our customers drive creative brief and support any creative campaigns that they might have. And now, as you alluded to earlier on, um, one of our newest uh, tools is our Clavio integration. And that was really born out of the idea that there's such an importance on testing content and that's mm -hmm. really always been been our mission is to educate our clients, our customers, our, our users that what makes a top performing asset doesn't always have to do with if it's a prettier picture or more highly 
edited or curated mm -hmm. or whatever it might be, but it's really a top performing asset is one that's getting clicked on and one that's driving conversions. And so this new uh, Clavio integration actually allows us to test those assets and drive to better performance results. Yeah. And we'll definitely discuss that um, later in the podcast, but like I'm analyzing like the way I shop these days, I do prefer to hear about the product or service from brands that utilize the user generated content across mm -hmm. their like social media or online platforms, just because it almost like remove that like transactional element from the communication, mm -hmm. you know, it makes it all more real. And I know I've read the study that actually 77% of consumers who are on social media, they, they say that they would be more inclined to purchase a product or service from brands that utilize UGC. Uh, across yeah. their social media versus from the brands who don't. It just like feels, it almost like puts the human face on the brand, you know? Um, yes. And especially when you're like utilizing the micro-influencers, I, I feel like mm -hmm. brands don't necessarily understand the power of micro-influencers and like how loyal their followers are. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's cool that you guys utilize sort of like this group of um, influencers as well. Yeah, it was... Uh... When we first started the platform, um, everything, as you'll as you'll learn by our logo, was was fish themed for for a <laughs> while. But uh, we we called our micro influencers our our Nemos, kind of finding Nemo themed uh, a young up and comer. So we we thought there were a lot of people and and a lot of competitors, I should say, in the space that were fighting over the massive. Kim Kardashian-esque influence, um, mm -hmm. trying to partner with them through agencies. And we we kind of realized, hey, there's this huge value in a massive sea uh, of micro-influencers that are really talented at creating mm -hmm. content. And also, to your point, have a much higher engagement rate, have much more loyal followers. And we'd never kind of made the, made the case for, hey, if you have this influencer make a post for you, it's going to immediately drive a sale, mm -hmm. but instead, hey, how can you actually create multiple touch points, very top of the funnel influencer touch point, use that same content within your digital ads, repurpose it and test it. So really about moving a customer through the through the pipeline with really the, the content we can generate using micro influencers. Right, right. And since we started like talking about the user generated content, stuff like that, do you think it has place in the post-holiday strategy? Like how can UGC influence a purchasing behavior, especially in the post-holiday season, when yeah. a season that is normally slower? Right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And and I mean, I, I wish we had a uh, a secret recipe that would guarantee the continuation of sales <laughs> after holidays, but that's just not not ever really going to be the case. There's there's never the incentive outside of the holiday season, kind of industry-wide to continue those purchasing uh, patterns. But where we see that opportunity and that value is, hey, this is a, a great way to work with a more affordable segment right. of creators mm -hmm. and being able to continue to just have an evergreen um, initiative of working with these really talented people to generate 
really great content mm-hmm. and still have the control over it. So post-holiday, I think that's something that everyone is in a hurry to get through the Black Friday, Cyber Monday sales, to get through holiday and to crush it there. And then all they want to do is, all right, let's take a break. Let's take a breather. But mm-hmm. you have a huge opportunity there to continue that loyalty. Those those consumers that have purchased from you directly on your websites, you're able to continue to target them. Mm-hmm. Whereas that's obviously such a huge conversation right now. Social media platforms, not having that third-party data to be able to target as effectively as you used to be able to. Mm-hmm. How can we capitalize on, okay, we know that our, our consumer and our demographic is X, Y, and Z persona, Let's make sure we're we're working with influencers and content creators that are going to relate to those buyers. I'm addicted to to golf right now. It's my big hobby. <laughs> the easiest way to get me to to buy anything is probably show me how I can use it on a golf course. How is it going to make my day better uh, finishing up after 18? I, I need to go take a shower. What's the product that's going to make me smell best after a round of golf? <laughs> All right. Feed, feed that to me versus, oh, I just was mountain biking and I, I'm going to show you an influencer who is is an extreme sports guy, I'm probably going to slide right by that ad and and kind of ignore it because um, right. it, doesn't, it doesn't relate to me. And that's where the opportunity to work with these content creators really is so massive and to continue that relatability, that that loyalty to your consumers is to really understand what it is they're shopping for, what they're buying. Mm-hmm and how you can continue to serve them relatable content. Right. And for us internally, like with my clients, obviously people after spending like a significant amount of money in the months of November and December, usually the shoppers have like the blues after receiving their credit cards <laughs> in January, right? And for the sure. months of January, February, even like an end of December are probably some of the lowest spending months of the year on, mm-hmm. for, for probably for all of US and Canadian consumers. But we usually yep. use that months to um, optimize the flows uh, because yep. uh, like in the months of November, we try not to touch anything. So if it works, it works. But uh-huh. we take that like January and February as a time to like perfect our flows to like improve maybe like some of the conversions and some emails, uh, maybe like improve some like images or like visuals or stuff like that. That's why I'm super excited about uh, the newest app that you guys have launched or like a platform mm-hmm. uh, because I, I see a big like opportunity um, in what you guys are doing right now. Uh, so let's talk a bit more about the Activate. What is Activate and how does it work? Yeah, so so Coley Activate is what we're calling our Clavio integration. Uh, mm-hmm. Essentially, the, the word Activate is really coming from the idea of, all right, you have libraries full of content. Um, mm-hmm. Yet when you're using a cart or browse abandonment flow, the only asset that you're able to show in a in a product is what is shown on the Shopify default image. Uh, right. We want to be able to activate alternate assets. We want to be able to test, hey, if this is a product that's being abandoned quite often, what if we were serving different images, different assets within your cart or browse abandonment flow that are going to drive better click rates and most importantly, drive to a conversion rate. Mm. So at a high level, that's that's how the uh, integration works is we are tapping into those cart and browse abandonment emails and testing alternate assets. Right. So for example, I just like need to a little case study to picture how it works. <laughs> for example, I'm like shopping for yoga pants or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and I place them in my cart. 
um, what happens next? Can I, like, instead of seeing um, like a pair of leggings on the white background, like a standard Shopify picture, can I see some maybe like a user-generated uh, content, like a picture of like an influencer wearing this pants or something like that? Or like, what kind of assets can can you test there? Exactly, and and that's really the point. Is if you're getting served on. Uh... The Carter Browse abandonment flow every single time. It's just going to be that pair of yoga pants with a, a plain white background. With this integration, we can now test whatever the brand wants to, whether mm. it's generated through our first Coley platform, where it's a UGC piece, whether it's from your internal professional photo shoots that you did with your agency, whatever you want it to be. It could be alternate styles of product shots. It could be lifestyle mm -hmm. shots. Maybe we want to just test, hey, we have four different images that are already on our Shopify scroll through on our product page. Let's try all mm -hmm. of those and let's see which ones are actually getting the highest click rate, because maybe we should make that our default on the Shopify uh, product page to begin with. And then from there, we can start testing alternate ones in addition to that. Now let's go different lifestyle. Now let's try different aged uh, people in the lifestyle images. So what's really great about the platform is we're also automatically removing those low performers. So if we see that anything's underperforming against the Shopify default image, mm -hmm. all right, now let's go start testing something else and always trying to find the, the king of the mountain. What's the best asset that's going to work for this product? Right. And like what metrics can you A-B test uh, with Kali Activate? Like can you pull clicks or maybe like opens or are you just like tracking conversion? Like what can you track? So right now, the metrics that we're primarily focused on are click to open rates as well mm -hmm. as the conversion rates. Obviously, the open of the email isn't really going to matter too much to us because it's really yeah. only once you open the email, you're going to see the uh, the asset itself. And, and that's where we're really focused. So those are the two we're focused on right now. But it's, as you've alluded to, a very new, very new tool. And, and that's something that we're always talking to our consumers about is what else do you want to know? What do you want to learn? What other flows mm -hmm. do you think this could be valuable within? And what other ways do you think we could have a, a dynamic offering? I, mm -hmm. I think the the thing we're talking about most right now is within still a browser card abandonment flow. What if we could include a text review, a product review from someone who's already purchased that item? Wouldn't that mm -hmm. maybe encourage, hey, someone who gave this a five-star review, I didn't check out because I wasn't so confident on it, but now I'm kind of being told from a user how great this uh, this product really is. All right, let me go back in there. Let me give it a shot. So that's uh, kind of me just getting to the point of, hey, the, the opportunities are endless with what we can eventually build out. Mm. Yeah, I mean, we did have a challenge. I mean, we still do um, with the, the flows like abandoned cart or added to cart or browse abandoned, all of the flows that have this like dynamic aspect to them. Right. Like there is no way you could test different images in like automated flows. So Correct. you pretty much you don't get any insights on how your creative or how your assets are impacting the sales. And I think it's a big, big portion of marketing, obviously, especially for the brands that are like highly vi visual, like fashion brands. I see Absolutely. Like an opportunity for like fashion brands or I don't know, maybe like some decor, home decor, yeah. something very visual. Yeah, I see a Absolutely. big opportunity.
Yeah, I would say that the brands that we've seen the highest performance with, and this might also just be because they're the brands that we have the most uh, clients <laughs> in these categories, but I would say fashion is is massive because there's something about being able to see a jacket, a shirt, a pair of pants on an actual person versus it just mm-hmm. kind of on a flat lay or, or hanging mm-hmm. up somewhere. It, you don't really know how is that going to fit on my body type? How is that going yeah. to look when I put it together with a full outfit. And by being able to provide that alternate test asset, we're seeing really high performance results in in that case. Same goes for beauty brands or skincare brands, actually being able to put someone wearing the makeup versus Mm -hmm. just an image of the the bottle uh, or the the lipstick case, whatever it might be, just sitting there, it doesn't have that same impact. So that's really what we're trying to drive. And you know what? Sometimes it's surprising. Sometimes it's, hey, you you put these four test assets that you think are going to blow the Shopify image out mm-hmm. of the water and and they don't. But the good thing is, all right, let's replace those. Let's test. Let's find some some other assets that we can use. And all right, now we're starting to see that this is a, a product that does really well with product images. Um, let's just test other product images and see if there are any others that perform better. So mm. it's all about, I think, just a, an ongoing effort of testing. Yeah, no, this like aspect of seeing the product on someone or like the makeup or the pants or whatever, uh-huh. it does work really well. I'm just like even analyzing my behavior and I'm like in marketing, <laughs> but it still works every freaking time. Like back in the day, um, the stores like Zara or H&M, they didn't have that like social media aspect um, yeah. on their product pages. That's just something that they've introduced like recently, maybe like a year or two years ago. So now when I'm going and like seeing the jeans on like H&M product page, like at the bottom of the page, you can also see the user generated uh, content of like people similar to you, maybe with like a similar um, body type or uh, people with a similar style. And you can see them in the same exact jeans versus Mm -hmm. um, just like seeing them on the model or um, on the white background. So it's a very, it's a very cool um, tool, I'm sure, that yeah. will help with like that, especially those like dynamic flows. A hundred percent, and that's uh, even just going back to the original Coley content solution that we we started with. There's been such a motion for our customers to move towards generating more text reviews and product mm-hmm. reviews. So, in, in more traditional ways, was product seeding, sending out thousands of uh of samples to users and and hoping that they might just come back to your website and and post something we've mm-hmm. actually created a more streamlined way and actually have applicants coming to you requesting products to to test and in exchange for a product review and one stat that is is so hugely valuable is i think it's over 80% of consumers rely on product reviews that are mm-hmm. from the last six months and a oh, yeah. uh, at least 50 of them before they even have trust in a product. So by being able to fill that pipeline with um, relevant recent reviews, you're now giving a customer the opportunity to not have to go to a store and try it on for themselves or, or try a, uh, a makeup in Sephora in store because you have 50, 100, thousands of people who have already done it. And Mm -hmm. that is uh, what's surprising is there's almost an equal amount of trust from product reviews as there is um, for a consumer to hear it from their 
best friend. So <laughs> if you have enough product reviews, you're getting the equal uh, amount of trust as hearing something from someone you really, really trust in a, a family member or a friend. Yeah. Do you have any like uh, case studies that you've done like recently with your clients or maybe do you have any like examples of what your clients were able to achieve with this Clavio uh, call integration? Yeah. One that uh, we're, we're really excited about that we've um, released pretty recently is with a client, Biagi Luggage. We've worked with mm -hmm. them for for a long time, generating content and now actually being able to take those assets and test them across their their Clavio cart and browse abandonment flows. And, and they've seen huge lifts in both conversions and, and click-through rates, click-to-open mm -hmm. rates. And really, it's just exciting to see that what we've really been putting an emphasis on in, in terms of testing is to actually see that results come to life. They've had as high as, I believe, 33% click rate increase. Um, actually, just scrolling through it, that's conversion. They had 30% increase across mm. uh, a few products. When it comes to some of their click to open rates, it was closer to almost 300% increases on some products. So it's so definitely what were something, they testing? Uh, in that in the test, sorry, what what were they testing? What like elements yeah. they were testing there? Yeah. So for Biagi, all of their Shopify uh, product pages were highlighting mostly product images. Um, mm -hmm. A lot of it is white background, as you alluded to, just Photoshop image of the mm -hmm. product. They primarily started uh, testing with lifestyle, um, mm -hmm. having showing a user packing the bag, showing a user kind of wheeling the bag. Um, Biagi is a, a really interesting luggage brand because they can kind of like fold up their luggage to fit in and store more easily within small apartments, small closets. Mm -hmm. And so even uh, some of the things that we've learned from them is uh, if it's an image of a user actually going through the process and kind of like folding it up, it showed that usability. It showed that ability to kind of transform the bag from something that packs a lot to packs really small. And that that kind of drove people to click really aggressively. That's really interesting. Yeah. I, I wonder how it would work for like other brands, like mm -hmm. with like showing the use cases almost. Like I'm thinking right. I have this a pad brand that we are working with and they are launching uh, this like new product very soon. It's called like the Nano Backpack. Uh, yeah. For dogs, it's pretty much like a teeny tiny backpack that you can attach to okay. your dog's leash and everything. So on its own, it looks... Well, it looks plain and boring. It's just like a thing on the white background. And you right. don't, I had no idea how to use them. It's like, I don't have a dog. I love dogs. I'm obsessed with dogs, but I don't have a dog. <laughs> and I don't know like what this product can be used for. Right. And now I'm thinking if like, instead of this plain white background image, we could use maybe um, like a lifestyle image showing how this bag can be attached to the leash or how um, you can get some poop bags from the yeah. uh, from the pack or something. We just like to show how it can be used. I think it could, it could have an yeah. impact. Absolutely. And, and I think something that is always so hard to tell in a product shot is what is the size of this product? Is this a yes. backpack that can fit any size dog? Is it smaller than it looks? Is it going to attach? Uh, mm -hmm. if, if I attach a big enough dog to it, is it going to break? Okay, let me see an <laughs> image that is showing how it's being used. What types of dogs are people actually using with this mm -hmm. with this bag? And um, I think that's incredibly powerful to to a consumer to to have that use case being shown 
in that browsing cart abandonment flow and not just the product image itself. They've already looked at the product. Now, how can we mm-hmm. actually show them a little bit more valuable information within those emails to to drive them to the to return to the the checkout? Yeah, exactly. There are like this uh, tons of Instagram posts or like social media posts about people who order something from like AliExpress or like Chinese websites, <laughs> and they like order this pots and pans set, and then they yeah. receive this like a teeny tiny, almost like a toy so- a toy size. I, I know exactly what you're talking about. My favorite one is I think a girl ordered a a set of airpods and they were like the size of a a suitcase they were massive (laughs) oh no (laughs) yeah yeah okay cool uh well i know we're kind of running out of time brian but Mm -hmm. if you could like summarize everything that we discussed like what piece of advice could you give to like direct to consumer brands who want to improve their overall customer retention experience and customer experience after the holidays? Yeah, I I think I've alluded to it a lot, but the the most important things that we've seen is personalization and testing. Um, Mm -hmm. I think a, a lot of brands, it's, we hear this a lot, I think, especially most recently with TikTok, for example, of it's this great unknown, we we would love to go viral on TikTok, but we're scared to put budget there because we've never done it before. I mean, I, I highly recommend, all right, you have a, a million dollar marketing budget throughout the year, take 5% of that, take 2% of that, whatever you're comfortable with and put it towards testing. Mm-hmm. Really just be comfortable with doing things that you aren't comfortable with um, because that's how you're gonna try to find new ways and, and new channels where you're gonna have new consumers. And then on top of that, after the first conversion, that loyalty, taking advantage mm-hmm. of uh, Floium and, and Clavia's uh, email flows, being able to actually continue to target those those people who have made purchases before. It's a, a lot easier to get a return customer than a, than a new customer. So really having that one-two punch of testing new things, really understanding, all right, we're putting budget behind Instagram ads, but we're not doing it blindly. We're trying a few Mm -hmm. different things. We are now driving them to convert as they move down the funnel. How do we keep them? How do we make sure that they they don't abandon us halfway through? We have card and browse abandonment flows to do that. We have confirmation pages afterwards that can nudge them along to say, hey, you just bought this product. Don't be afraid to go back and look at this new line of products we just released. Make sure you're taking advantage of adding content and adding relatable and valuable content everywhere that you can. Mm-hmm. And I think I think a really great way to do that, a really affordable way um, where you're not kind of just blindly throwing money away is using um, user-generated content, working with creators to generate assets in addition to your professional photo shoots that mm-hmm. are going to be coming in at a much lower cost per image, trying things on TikToks, uh, something that's obviously extraordinarily uh, kind of exciting right now. Everyone wants to get in there. So that's that's something I would push. But I think something we've discussed in the past is what's going to drive someone to, or a brand, I should say, to fail. And I think that's the biggest mm-hmm. thing is those who are kind of like stuck in their ways and aren't willing or open to trying new things. what's worked in the past might not keep working going forward. And then when you start to see it slipping, 
it's uh what's the old saying the the definition of insanity is doing the same thing and expecting a different mm-hmm. result it's it's just not going to happen if you start seeing things decline it's time to start trying something new mm, that's a good one and i feel like my last question you kind of answered already but we're okay. still asking this question to all of all of our guests because we are living in very like unprecedented times this is something different yeah. something that we haven't experienced in a while um just like complete the sentence DTC brands that survive and thrive in the recession will. Oh, that's that's good. Um, I think I've said it, like you said, I think I've said it a lot, but mm-hmm. they're going to test more than others. They're going to find mm-hmm. what is driving the lowest cost per conversion. If we're throwing a lot of money out there, we want to make sure we're getting it back and, and making the most of it. So uh, how can we actually find that out? What is working best? What content is performing best? What channels are performing best? It's it's not enough to just keep doing the same things over and over. Mm-hmm. And and it's really just a matter of in this ever-growing landscape of digital marketing. I've even uh, spoken to a lot of customers that are going really back, it's almost full circle, but are seeing success in direct mailers, actual mm. paper printed with oh, yeah. envelopes and everything. And that's what's working for them. But it's it's worth a try to to really do anything um, that you haven't done before. And mm-hmm. I, I think it's you have to have that mentality of fail fast, learn from what did work, learn from what didn't, and try it again with an adjusted approach. It could be the the content. It could be how or where you're you're putting your spend. But I think it's just a matter of um, way to survival is is making sure you're you're looking at every option. That's a good one. That's a perfect ending awesome. of this podcast, Brian. Yeah. Thank you so much. It was like Great. so much fun talking to you. Uh, if Likewise. people want to find you or find Kali or if they have questions, where should they go? Yeah, so coley.com, uh C O H L E Y, but I we are we are everywhere. I would say the best place right now also for our uh Clavio integration, it's available for free right now on the Shopify App Store uh through the mm-hmm. remainder of the year and will probably still be very very reasonable going into next year and early 2023. So uh, Shopify app store, look for Coley. We have a couple different apps on there and, and you can find the one that will kind of be most valuable to you. Well, cool. and guys, we will link all of the resources that we discussed in this podcast in the description box. So just scroll down, find all of the links, find all of the resources. Brian, thank you again for coming to our podcast. We hope to get you back on our podcast someday, someday again, someday soon. <laughs> I would love that. And hopefully we'll we'll get to return the favor and, and have you come on to our Reel It In podcast. Let's do this. You guys, awesome. don't forget to subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. And if you're interested in getting some more advice on how to like establish a solid email marketing strategy for your e-commerce store, just visit flowium.com slash contact and sign up for a free consultation. Thank you so much for listening. And we hope to see you here next week. Bye guys. Bye Brian. Thank you. Bye bye. Thanks for listening to email Einstein. Can you feel that your marketing brain just got a little bit bigger? We ask that you please use it wisely. You've got all the theory you need to get out there and start boosting your sales because great emails equals revenue squared. Just in 2022, we help our e-commerce client generate over 250 millions in revenue through effective email marketing strategy. And now we can help you too. 
Stop missing out on the potential revenue your email could be generating for your business right now. Take advantage of our free email marketing audit today and let our team help you optimize your email for maximum conversion. Go to florium.com slash audit and book your audit today. It's F-L-O-W-I-U-M dot com slash a u d i t flown dot com slash audit